0: Hey all you listeners, it's Maile Thomas with Texas Homegrown Music and another show in store for you with Helene Cronin, who's just a prolific writer, singer-songwriter. You know, she won the Best Artist at Kerrville Folk Festival years ago, so she's got something going on, right? Because you've got a lot of great writers at Kerrville. But she's just put out um, another record called Landmarks, and actually it's going to drop on the 3rd of February, which is this uh, coming week. And uh, I just want to be able to be one of the first ones to share her music with you guys. Um, It's certainly one of the songs that's not even out yet since I got to record this today before it dropped. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about it because I want to get into the interview. Before I do, I'm going to sing a song called Passing Lullaby, and I'm actually singing this song for a couple of people that I know um, that are struggling, um, fighting, a, you know, an, a horrific cancer, and I don't know, I just felt like I needed to play this song today for someone out there that knows someone that may have just passed away or that they're on their journey to eternity, and that it just, it's a, it's a, song that I wrote with my good friend Andy Timmons um, after a a small child had died and we just didn't know what to do. So we wrote a song about it. Um, And I, you know, it's one of those things about life that are, it's so hard to explain, but here's the thing. We all are going to go on that same journey. We just don't know when. So I think it's important for everybody to tell everyone that you're around, that you love them and how important they are to you. Don't let a day go by that you don't share your love with someone. You never know what they're going through and how much it'll mean to them just to hear it from you. So that's my encouragement for today. This is a song called Passing Lullaby and I'll be right back with my guest Helene Cronin. (music)
1: through. We're all just passing. We're just passing through. We're all just passing
0: through. Well, here we are back on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest, Helene Cronin. Welcome, Helene. Hi, Maylee. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, me too. And I, you know, I know that you've been working on um, this new record for a while. In fact, I keep up with you and Scott Sean White and all the people that were doing things through COVID and and uh, writing Probably you were doing the same thing like most of us that we couldn't play out so we just thought we'll make best use of the time and, and do some writing. Tell me about the what uh, what got you started on this record? And is the is the record titled Landmark or is that uh, did I get that wrong? you have it almost right it's called Landmarks Landmarks yes Yes. and well we'll be playing that song later the title track to that Mm -hmm. but um, talk to me about this and um, how exciting it is for you to to work on this record with so many I mean really a lot of talent I've been reading through some of the liner notes that I got and it sounds like you put together a phenomenal crew and I know that you uh, did some stuff on Kickstarter which I think is so great when you have people that believe in you and 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 you know invest in something like this tell me about this the whole journey here
2: the whole journey it was quite a journey um so because of COVID yes my last record Old Ghosts and Lost Causes that I put out in 2019 I worked with Matt King as my producer and I had a lot of momentum coming off you know I I won Kerrville in 2018 then I put this album out in 2019 I had all this momentum going and then COVID hit in 2020 um march i think and uh every i just watched everything like everybody else everything fell off my calendar and i had no choice but to sit down and write a lot and i kept coming up to nashville i had a few people that would still write with me here um and just wrote and wrote and wrote i think i wrote 60 songs that year and probably about the same in 2021 but at the end of 2020 matt and i began to talk about doing a second project together and uh i put a dropbox um, that I linked him into, and I just started throwing work tapes. And a work tape, for those who don't know, is just me playing a guitar, you know, into my iPhone, and then loading that work tape with all its flaws and, um, but all the real emotion of of the song. And he began listening through those. And I probably had twenty five to thirty songs up there, and we began going through them. And now, not this one, not for this project. Yeah, that's a great song, but I mean, all of them could have been earned a spot on this record. They were all great songs, but trying to figure out which ones made up this body of work. Um, I like to say in some of my promo material, I've said it was an arm wrestling match right up until the day before. Was it finished. really? <laughs> yes. Yes. But that's the way it is with us because I'm still writing. And and so anyway, we, we kind of narrowed it down. Um, I knew I wanted to shoot for between 11, to, you know, 10 to 12 songs. And uh, we, we, Matt put a session together in June of 2021, two-day sessions. And uh, that's a morning session, an afternoon session for two days in a row. And we just started, um, I think, Make the Devil was the first song that we tracked because he was so uh, intent on getting that song and getting it right. And it had great energy for us to start with. So we started with that. And then we, we kind of roared through, I think, five songs, of, five songs the first day. Um, it was a labor of love. We had most of the same guys played those two-day sessions. The only person we had we did not have was Chad Cromwell on drums. We had two different drummers, um, Paul Eckberg and uh, Jerry Rowe, that had to take different days because they each had, you know, master sessions elsewhere. But we still had Bobby Terry on, he was our utility guy, and Kenny Vaughn on electric guitars. And everybody knows him for being in uh, Marty Stewart's. Uh, Fabulous Superlatives Band, and Byron House on Bass. And so that was my main crew. And then, of course, Matt directing things. And uh, we got through 12 songs in two days. And... I have a story behind just a woman that I will tell you about how we went back a year later and recut that song. Oh, so that's wow. kind of a okay.
0: Bit it. Well, you know, Helene, I I don't know if we ever talked about this before cuz I know that um I had you on a, a few years back after you had released your first rec- uh, the last record. Um you are a prolific writer. Did you um, did you grow up just writing things and books and poetry and prose? How did how did you work on that? Because, girl, I, I I'm just blown away at some of the lyrics that you have and the, the imagery that you're able to come out with. It's it's a gift for sure. Well, thank you for that. I uh, grew up musical,
2: um, not really thinking that I had much to say. Um, so the music is what I paid attention to learning songs off the radio, sitting around with my family or friends and playing guitars and began, right. I didn't begin writing songs till college. And then when I did the first song I ever played, um, I wrote for the girls in my dorm. There was a girl leaving and it was a goodbye song and, um, I played it and everybody in the dorm cried. And that made me, that hooked me in. I think it made me believe, okay, I do, maybe I do have something to say, but, even if I can't access all of it, I like making people feel something. So I think it's just been a journey of, you know, I wanted to have a family and kids and I went that route and I got a business degree, but I never stopped songwriting from that point on. I never stopped songwriting. I had seasons where I did more of it um, than other seasons, times where I kind of just set it aside for a while and um, let it, languish a little bit, or I would have six songs and I worked incessantly on those six, trying to get them perfect, you know? And when I finally stopped and let go of that and, and went, you know what, I'm just, I got to just open up the floodgates and write more about my life. Of course, you know, I probably that my early albums were all contemporary Christian. And so I was marketing, you know, aiming toward that market. And when I started to just open up and write about life, uh, things grew exponentially. The other thing that really began to help was coming to Nashville and finding co-writers. And when you write with other people, then you pick up tricks from them and and you write more ideas because you're writing some of their ideas as well as your own. As far as growing into the kind of lyricist I am, I just think that has happened by becoming more honest um, and authentic in my lyrics and just really wanting even to say some things that are uh, intimate or that are angry or that are sad um but not feeling like i had to always put on a happy face or i had to present a conclusion to the song wrap it up in a bow some of the songs are just like
0: you know i don't have all the answers but i'm sure going to ask the questions and well, it's did you? Um, I it's interesting because um, I have a lot of interviews that I have with uh, artists that talk about how they started singing, uh, started out in church, and started out playing uh, gospel or religious music. Or um, in your case, um, you know, contemporary Christian. Would you um, would you say that you know making the jump? I don't know, and and I have my own history behind all of that, and the and the reason for asking this question is that um, do you think that maybe because when you're writing Christian music, you feel like you ha- have a message that you need to put out. I mean, you know, obviously there's there's it's so much better now, I think, because there are a lot more crossover artists and there are a lot of people that write um, Christian contemporary Christian music that gets played on, um, you know, uh, se- secular stations now. But do you feel like. At least for me, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, that maybe the jump from writing that and then being honest about your life and about the things that you go through, that it opens it opens you up more to um, to being more out there and and being able to put out there you know the truth behind life every day and it's not a bed of roses and no um you know you you're, you don't you won't find all the answers in this walk even even with your walk with god i mean there's still a lot of questions that you're going to lead this earth with right yes
2: um
0: yes and, and some of those are on this album
2: um I think the background in Christian music, well, for one thing, I grew up singing a lot, a lot of people singing hymns and old gospel music. And I think hymns are rich with literature. I think that helped my love of words. But for me, the, I left the genre of Christian music. Not everything I write is, a, is a vert, about my vertical relationship with God. It's the horizontal now with people. And God factors into so much of that. So even on this album, a couple of people have said, your faith, is in your album still? So, and I think that's true. Um, I don't feel tied. I don't feel like my hands are tied anymore. I can write a song that does not completely answer a question, or that asks a question of God and doesn't have the answers. But I also can write. I, I mean, I just I just feel like my hands aren't tied. Maybe
0: is the yeah, best way to say I feel, it. I, thought, I guess that's part of it. Is so you feel like you have this open window now and you can step through it and not be afraid of what people might think because there's not anything expected um well tell me i you told me that you have a a little story about just a woman and we're getting ready to play that song i wanted you to give us a little bit of that
2: well just a woman um i had like i said a 25 to 30 songs in a Dropbox, but I kept having this nagging thought, ask Lisa Carver to write with you. Ask Lisa Carver to write with you. Lisa is a brilliant songwriter. She had left Nashville. I knew she wasn't doing a lot of writing anymore. I put off the thought for three months, finally asked her and went out to write with her in May of 21, uh, a week before, two weeks before we were supposed to go in the studio. And the first idea that she threw out was this song, Just a Woman, and she had kind of been reading about women through history who have suffered and uh, did not have a voice. And so she had crafted three different stories and she played it for me, what she had, and she didn't think that it was right. Um, so she invited me to write it with her. And um, we kind of took apart, we barely touched her verses. We had, I changed a few things in them or suggested a few changes um, to her that she loved. And then we completely rewrote a chorus we recorded the song in June and Matt uh, Matt loved the song, Matt, my producer, um, but he felt like maybe we hadn't quite finished. We hadn't brought it current. We ended on kind of a sad note, not a triumphant note. So a year later, I go back to Lisa and I said, you know what? I think there's more to say here. Matt thinks there's more to say. We have some interest from a few other people who have heard it. Let's revisit that outro chorus and even the structure of the song. So we kind of went to work separately and then got together and we were throwing each other lines back and forth. And we came up with that whole big new ending um, for those who had then lost their freedom. I mean, those are women in Iraq and other um, countries where they're being oppressed uh, for the sleepless, still dreaming women who just don't have uh, their dreams can't aren't coming true. They don't have support. Um, for our sisters still suffering, for the girls told they were nothing, for the ones too young to speak, we will not be quiet. And then we turned it into an anthem at the end. And we brought in Wendy Moten, um, who recently was on The Voice, and her her very dear friend, Vicki Hampton. Um, Heidi Newfield uh, is Matt's uh, wife. And Heidi is the one who arranged these high-powered women to come in. And then my friend, Shelley Fairchild, um, and the four of them became the choir that sang that we will not be, we will not be, we will not be quiet. And they went out on this glorious note and it ended the, the song uh, to me now has, it's bigger than me and it's bigger than me and Lisa. And it's turned into something. I, I can't wait to see what it does out there. In well, the world. it's going to do
0: really well. Cause I tell you, I heard it and I just cried because uh, especially on the heels of what is going on over in, um, in Iraq and 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 the oppression that these women are facing, and um, to have you know to have this song come out, it it really touched me and moved me, and I was hoping that you were going to tell me that that was part of it. And of course, I think about women that were, um, you know, that were burned at the stake because they, oh. you know, they assumed that they were. Witches and and that uh, you know I, I I just I listened to that song and it's it is like an anthem and I think there's a lot of women out there that are going to really really relate to it and it, no matter what I mean even if you're in a marriage that you feel like you can't get out and you don't you're not being heard and you feel controlled and you want to feel like you can say something with with you know without fear of somebody you know, coming down on you. I honestly believe that God gave you this song because it really does open up, um, the windows to a lot of women who feel like the window was shut. And, um, I don't know.
2: And I hope it encourages women to speak up for
0: Absolutely. each
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's one of my big that's, takeaways. That's what
0: I thought was so beautiful about it. And when I saw that there were all these women involved in it, I just knew there was this great impact that was going to be made with this song. So I don't want to take any more time. I want to play it right now for everybody. It's called Just a Woman. And it actually just came out. Um, so you guys can get it. You can stream it. You can Spotify it, Apple it, uh, buy it, whatever you want to do. Just get it out there. Share it with your friends. Um, it's got a beautiful, beautiful um, story behind it and a message of hope and encouragement and um, how we can all stand together and be, you know, counted so much more powerful when we when we get together with one another. So. If you're just now tuning in, this is Texas Homegrown Music with um, Maylee Thomas and my guest Helene Cronin. And we'll be right back after we play this beautiful song of hers called Just a Woman. They called me wicked. They called
3: me devil's child. They called me temptress. Redhead and wild, the crowd was righteous. They said, let God decide her fate Couldn't drown me in the well So they burned me at the stake I hate they heard me scream But I'm proud I didn't break I was just a woman Just a woman They put me down below chain around my neck they called me cargo too weak to insurrect when i started showing captain would send for me at night one time i put up a fight and i beat him to his knife didn't win but i drew blood stared him down as they raised their guns. Just a woman, but they didn't own me, they thought they. Maybe this is a mercy as I drifted off to sleep. But I woke up in a business suit in the 21st century. I was just a woman.
0: Well, I'm sure you guys enjoyed that because it's just, it's just a beautiful song. So you guys actually went back in a year later and re-recorded that whole song. Yes,
2: we did. After Lisa and I rewrote it and restructured it, um, we got the band together again. And this time we added cello. I mean, cello will break your heart. I just love, um, we got Emily Nelson on cello. We got a keyboard player um, and we just, we spent four hours just on that song and the The people in the room uh, gave it everything they had. Everybody respected the song, and and I think it I think it was worth it. I think that song deserved a complete um, redo. Oh
0: well, I I think for whatever you did, you did it right. It was beautiful. I'm sure I would have liked the first two runs of it as well, because I, you know, but I but I can understand that. And you know, sometimes that's how it is when you write. You know, we don't, there's no perfect way. I mean, I know you've been writing long enough to know that there's times where you put a song away and you go back to it years later and, uh, and it means something to you completely different because of something that you've been through, or maybe you now, I I know there's a couple of songs that I've written 20 plus years ago that I've thought about now that I want to go back and revisit because Mm -hmm. um, I now have lived through some of what I was professing to go through in the song. And uh, and I don't, I don't know about you, but I find that a lot. Mm-hmm. Experience changes
2: things. And plus, just growing as a songwriter, sometimes you go, OK, now I know what to do with that second verse. I didn't know what to do mm-hmm. back then. And
0: growing as a person and changing. You know what? I'm I'm really in a mode in my life right now of recognizing that uh, change is good. And, um, if, you know, we do, you know, it's an evolution for all of us. And I'm not you know to the core i'm i'm probably very much similar but not the same person that i was 30 40 years ago when i started when i started this journey and i realized that um, you know all of my everything that i knew was was all caught up in a bias of the way that i was brought up and now that I've experienced so much of life and met so many different people and so many different cultures, I, I actually see life so much differently. And I'm so much more open to understanding things that, that before I was kind of like, oh, if I don't understand it, I was kind of afraid of it.
2: Mm-hmm. Lots well, a beautiful thing about songwriting is I think it helps it helps us process some of that too, or at least it does for me. It's almost like therapy sessions. I go, I didn't even know I was thinking that, or i didn't I don't even remember you know you you'll think of something from the past and um i'll I'll talk about that a little bit more later when i get when we get to landmarks but yeah, writing helps um helps you access all of that i think
0: so um who who were some of the peop- the um musicians that you actually Listen to, listened to, and listen to um, now. What what is it that you like to oh. listen to when you're?
2: Now I listen to a lot of songwriters. Um, so Travis Meadows, Lori McKenna, there there would be two of the ones that I you know I uh, drew Kennedy. Um, I love their writing. In the past, growing up, it was the Eagles and John Denver and Dan Fogelberg and Sean Colvin and people like that and. Um, I didn't really listen to much country, although that's what I've spent the last 15 years writing. Um, so I didn't come into country until probably in the 90s, starting to listen to, to it and going, oh, here's where the story songs are. Here's where lyrics matter. So that's kind of what got me going on to, you know, all the early Kenny Chesney and Martina and uh, Patti Loveless and Trisha Yearwood and
0: all of that. Well, you know, it's a beautiful thing with um, Americana music, as people call mm-hmm. it, or um, Texas country or country. And there's so many different styles of country that people talk about. But what I love and what you've done, which I've seen because of the collaboration, is how so many country artists and um, Texas artists that I interview love to collaborate with other writers. And they love to, um, you know, to meld or mash up, as the the new term is, you know, the two styles and come up with something completely different that they would do if they were on their own. And you talked about that when you said it opened up a lot for you when you started uh, co-writing.
2: Yes, because all of us as writers, especially musically, have our kind of go-to grooves I'll always, you know, I'll start in, in G, or I'll always start on this chord, or I'll I'll have a certain feel. And when you get in the room with other people, it's not just ideas that you um, learn to flesh out in a co-writing session. Um, sometimes musically, it helps you expand your boundaries just a little bit. And I've I've picked up all kinds of stuff from my co-writers. It's beauty of it. Well,
0: and I and I love um, I love the fact that there's a lot of um, songwriting and singing in the round and where, you know, you'll go places. And I just recently had that happen, and I've done it myself with TMR. You know, we always, on the Texas Music Revolution, I always, every year, and I make it a point to have a lot of different songwriters on the stage and, and take a turn. And how... Um, mm-hmm how nice it is to watch them. And a lot of times they'll pick up on, and I've, they've told me later, some chord changes that they normally wouldn't find or they mm-hmm. n- wouldn't hear of. And, you know, they'll go home and say, oh my gosh, that was so cool. I got that I got that change from so-and-so when we played, you know, the singing in the round. Yes. Um, which I, I absolutely love. And I, you know, I came out of a music background that didn't have that collaboration. It seemed like everybody mm-hmm. was trying to find their own, you know, their own stride and they were so worried about bringing some people into their little group. And I don't know, I, I love this. I love my job right now of being able to interview these Americana, Texas artists that talk about other, our other artists that they work with and collaborate with and enjoy doing shows alongside.
2: Well, many of my uh, collaborators and co-writers have become some of my best friends so you know once in a while you'll get a co-write that doesn't go as well but most of the time i mean we're in the writing room and we're sharing life and deep stuff and um you've got there's got to be a high level of trust when you when you write with somebody else and i'm so lucky that the people that i have fallen in with my little posse
0: well especially if you're going to actually be authentic and intimate and talk about these things that you know that you want to share um you're you're sharing a lot of yourself with them. And uh, yeah, there's a connection there for sure. No doubt. I I find it, you know, George and I've been playing music together for 30 years and I told him, I said, the first few years of us being together and sharing that, um, you know, the love of music and being able to um, come together and, and build on that has been probably the reason why we're still together because we are so opposite in so many ways, but musically, (laughs) We just, we're, we're right there together. It's crazy, you know? So yeah, that's, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Well, um, you know, I'm listening to some of the songs. Of course I get to hear more than anybody else out there because you, um, opened the door for me to some of the songs that you haven't even released yet. But, um, this, the song that we're going to play next is called Between Me and the Road. And, um, I, I love the imagery on this song. And if for anybody out there that's ever, and you don't have to be a singer on the road to to understand it, but the imagery to this song, it just took me on the road with you.
2: Thank you. Well, that was my friend, Andy Renfrey. She always has, uh, she and I wrote that together and she came in with that title and we decided, okay, we want everything to be, to be literally in those verses, something between your bottom your seat and the concrete and we didn't ever want to say concrete and so everything is something between me and the road um but then in the verses it turns into the relationship with the road and, mm-hmm. and everything that the road and i know and we share and that was a really fun song to write and it actually came about um because matt and i were going through songs and he said do you have it? you're a texas artist don't you have any more songs about texas oh no not really and, and i don't write much about texas He says, you should he said do you have anything like you know how Robert Earl Keane writes. And so the very next day is when I got together with Andy and she had that title. And I think she was the first one to say, um, I came up with the four, four tire spin and discount, in you know, discount Michelin's bottom new. And she came up with San Angelo. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I need a Texas song. Let's take this, let's travel through Texas in the song. And we did. And we had such fun writing it. And then she has those funny lines like um, two skunks and a and a dead armadillo. <clears throat> And uh, the night before we went into the studio, I had an encounter with an armadillo. <laughs> you did? <laughs> I did. Yes, yeah, so I was leaving a friend's house after listening through all the songs. and go, Okay, I think I'm not sure about Between Me and the Road. Because Between Me and the Road is actually really lightweight for compared to a lot of what I do. And I still wasn't convinced. And Matt knew it needed to be on the record. And he was right. And um, I came up over the hill in, in the dark, over a hill in the dark in my little Ford Focus, which does not have much clearance. And there was a, an armadillo sitting right there in the middle of the road, and I couldn't you
3: stop. Couldn't or miss it.
2: Or, oh. <laughs> no, it was terrible. But it was almost like that was a sign. Okay, <laughs> there, there's your real life in this song about two skunks and a dead armadillo. And, you know, we had written that line before I ever hurt that little guy. But anyway, um, that's just a funny aside. That song is I get a lot of comments from people that they love that one because there's great energy to it. And,
0: there is energy to it, and and I would agree with you. Um, th- there's nobody that's gonna that's gonna disagree that you um, you you've got the ballad thing down, and you definitely tell the <laughs> stories, and you you bring us into some real emotions. But this particular song is fun, and um, it's a, it's a lot more lighthearted, and I enjoyed it. and And it's a faster song for you. It's it's a little yes. more upbeat than when than what we're yes. used to from our Kerrville folk singing, you know, yeah. champion, <laughs> right?
2: Yes. Yes. And it has some jangly 12 string on it. I think Kenny Vaughn played a Rickenbacker 12 string and it just, it's, a, it's just a fun song and I love singing it. And it turned well, out.
0: I want you to but sing it, it for us now. So we're going to play it right now. It's right. called Between Me and the Road. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm so glad I got to get you on the show, Helene, and, and to share this music. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the title track on that record that you're releasing. But for right now, we're, we're going to play Between Me and the Road. And you guys are going to hear it first right here on Texas Homegrown Music, because this hasn't even been dropped yet. And um, I'm so excited that you uh, let me share it with our listening audience right now. So we'll play it for you, and then we'll be right back here on Texas Homegrown Music with my guest, Helene Cronin.
3: boards, loose change, torn seats, coffee stains, two skunks and
0: helene cronin and talking about her record called landmarks that's going to be completely released by the end of the year but just like so many of us um she's dropping a single at a time just to wet our whistle and make us want more and more and um speaking of wanting more and more you started out um for this record um with a kickstarter tell me about that and how you know how what did that mean for you to have so many people jump in and want to be a part of this
2: it, uh, I just can hardly even tell you how encouraging that Kickstarter was. I have never before asked anybody to help me with my music career. And some of that is a pride thing. And what Kickstarter does, um, I raised $20,000. I had 132 donors that gave through Kickstarter. And then I probably had 15 more that didn't want to do it through Kickstarter. They sent me checks or Venmo or whatever. I had a lot, a large group Of people from all periods of my life who who contributed, and what it did is it built this little team. I call it Team Helene. I just feel like they came alongside me and said, "We." The biggest message I got, even in notes they wrote, was, "We believe in you. I believe in you," and that did so much for my heart. Um, So that's what you know. That's part of. What that Kickstarter money is doing is it's helping me promote this record in a way that I never have before with publicity and uh, somebody helping me with my social media. So speaking of social media, Helene Cronin Music on Facebook and on Instagram, also on YouTube. Um, they're all three labeled Helene Cronin Music. Spotify. I'm on Apple Music. Um, actually, this record, mainly, I should have probably told you this at the beginning. The, I only had time to do two singles. So Landmarks, we released in November as a single. And then just a woman came out about a week ago. And then we're dropping the record on February 3rd. So two, three of 23, the whole thing will come out. Yay! Um, Yeah. Advanced copies are available now on my website, which is helenecronin.com.
0: So it's all, it's all happening pretty fast. Um, Well, fast compared to what, because you started writing on this record years ago.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think the oldest song on here is from 2018. Okay. So I have a couple that we wrote in 2018 and then everything else is 2019 and beyond. Um, and they took the, you know, some of them took, I have one song that took an hour to write and others that took, three or four sessions. So it's really, it's just very interesting. They're all very different. Not one song on this record sounds like any, any of the others there. No, they're I know it's,
0: a, it's, it's really interesting. And I am really digging it and I can't wait to, to come and see you play. And speaking of coming to see you play, do you yes. have some shows that you could talk about that people could come and see you um, around here? I do. The, the biggest one that I have coming up
2: is on February 4th. In the Dallas area, it's going to be at Six Springs Tavern, and it's actually going to be a CD release party and show. Yay. I'll play acoustically. You know, you won't hear the big production, but I'll play acoustically me and guitar through every song on the record. That's my my plan. And I have my friend, Scott, Sean white joining me. So it'll still be a song swap, but the point is to to get people out there to get them here and all the songs on the record. Some of these songs I have not played live yet. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. A lot of them are regulars in my set list and then some are, are new and-
0: well, Six Springs Tavern is a great little venue over there. In, it is. Is it considered Richardson? I'm not really sure. Yes.
2: Okay. Yes, it's Richardson. Uh, Brad and Carrie Springs have, have this venue that they own and they run.
0: And Yeah, made and it. They, they do such a great job of bringing in um, all different types of music, all different types of uh, genres, but um, it's yep. a great listening room. So if you're out there and you're digging this music, and by the way, she spells her name H-E-L-E-N-E. And it's Cronin, C-R-O-N-I-N. Um, so if you guys want to go to a venue and be able to sit and listen and watch, and and Scott, you know, you know, I love Scott Sean White, and uh, you guys have some done some collaborations before. It's such a nice yin yang kind of thing when you guys are on yeah. stage together because very similar. Um, I don't know, I, I, you know, obviously you guys are completely different, but you have a very similar style in your writing, and both of you are just prolific writers, and, and the imagery is beautiful, and uh, I've always been a big fan of, of Scott's, and he's the one that introduced me to you, so got to give him that, i got to give him yes. that, yeah, he's the one, one that told buddies. me about you many years ago, yeah. so... Um, You guys put it on your calendar on um, February the 4th at Six Springs Tavern in Richardson. So before you go, give me a little bit about landmarks and, um, you know, what what this song means to you. And because it's going to mean something different to everybody. That's what I love about music. It's so subjective. But it is nice once in a while to hear about what what it was that, that brought this to light for you.
2: Well, it was inspired by a memory. Um, I grew up on Long Island and my father had refurbished a great big cabin cruiser and our family spent a lot of time on there. And I come from a family of five kids. So it was rare to get time alone with a parent. But when I went out on the boat with my dad and it was just me and him, and he would let me steer this great big old cabin cruiser. And he was always pointing things out on land. Look, that tower is this and that buoy marks this channel and that beach. And Everything to me was, it was, there was always something to see. And I, it took me, uh, what I say in shows a lot, is it took me to adulthood to unpack that memory and to realize that he was not only showing me the world, he was trying to make sure that I could always find my way home. So that's where the inspiration for Landmarks came from. Then I took that idea and that memory into my friend, Ava Page, who at the time was 16 years old. We both were struggling with fighting cancer at the time, different types, but we bo- we bonded over that. But we really bonded over the fact that both our fathers took us fishing, spent time with us, taught us things, and imparted wisdom into our lives. And yet the song is not preachy. It's relatable and... Um, It just it's been a favorite of audiences um, every time I play it. But to me, it's a really special, a really special good memory that I have from
0: my father. Well, it's your dad sounds like he uh, was a bit prophetic there, girl, that, you know, sharing these things with you, knowing that maybe one day you would you would be able to call on him again. And I and, and, and as far as landmarks, isn't it? It's it's really kind of cool when um, I grew up. Of course, I was born in Texas, but I grew up on the beach in Florida. That's been beat up um, my house. You know, we lost our house in a hurricane uh, you know, after I moved away. But it's funny when I go back. So much has happened and a lot of the changes have been made, but there are some landmarks that I still see that pull up old memories and, you know, and recall things about my childhood that I love. And that's that's the cool thing about that. They're touch points, I think, to our past.
2: Absolutely. Who we, who we were and to the people in our, our parents. I mean, my parents are both gone now and um, songs like that help me uh, remember who they were. And how important they were in my life.
0: Well, I uh, did. They get to did either one of them get to enjoy your music before they left the us? Yes, right.
2: yes. No, my dad always was a big supporter, but I, I lost him a long time ago. Um, my mom uh, has been gone seven, just seven years. Okay. So she so was she around long enough to see me. see me. She got to see me really dive into my passion, which is songwriting, and she always was very supportive too. So, yeah, my I was blessed with parents that encouraged creativity and the arts in our home,
0: and what a beautiful thing helene um to have this live on even after we're gone that's a that's the beauty of being mm-hmm. a songwriter and a singer and to leave something yes. behind that's gonna you know live as long as people play it as long as they listen yes. so. Thank you so much for being on the show, honey. I Good really enough. enjoyed it. And I, nice. uh, as you know, I'm a fan and I'll, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing you live. I wish I could be there. I'm going to be at a show the same night you're at, um, at six springs, but uh, otherwise I'd be carting myself over there and watching you play.
2: Well, that, I'm glad you're getting out and playing too. I should say the show is at 6 PM. We're, we're doing an early show that night. So okay. then the you can still have a band later, but, um, Thank you, Maely. Absolutely,
0: for giving thank me your you so much for being on here, and um, and we're I gonna work. play Landmarks right now, which is the title track off of the record that's dropping on the third of February. So two, three, twenty three, um, twenty three must mean something to you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just right here on get Texas, get it out there as soon as I could. Right here on Texas homegrown music, um, with my guest Helene Cronin, Landmarks, and we'll be right back.
3: Father used to take me fishing Set off early in the morning With a bucket of minnows And a couple of poles He'd say, see that beach Remember that island That water tower That line of pines Don't need a map To get to that fishing hole And those are the signs It'll guide us home When you get away From what you know you feel a little lost And a lot alone If the water is deep The waves are getting high When all you want to do Is turn around Retrace your steps To solid ground You can find your way back From wherever you Looking for the landmarks. Well, he was full of that kind of wisdom. Should have spent more time listening before I set my sails on tight ropes. I went so far out, lost sight of Winds came up, blew me off course. Ended up somewhere I never meant to go. When you get away from what you know, feel a little lost and a lot alone. If the water's deep, the waves are getting high. When all you wanna do is turn around, retrace your steps. Solid ground You can find your way back From wherever you are By looking for the landmarks mm-hmm. By looking for the landmarks Like that welcome home Front porch light the Bible verse that comes to mind Call from Mama asking, Where have you been? Memories that make you turn around, retrace your steps to solid ground. You can find a way.
0: So it's the close of another show, one that I um, really, really loved. And of course, you know, you could tell by the way I interview these people that I really enjoy what I do, getting to know them, getting to hear their stories and just sharing with them um, this process of playing and singing music, writing music, um, recording music, producing music, all of it. I, I love it so much. And I'm so happy that you guys are listening and that you're out there and i have I just got to say, it's a beautiful thing when I run into people just at the grocery store or at a a gig and they come up and say, hey, I really enjoy your show. It makes me feel so good because in case you guys guys don't know it, I don't get paid to do this. I actually have sponsors that make this possible. I do this because I actually have such a love for music and I want to get more Texas artists listened to. So that's what it's all about for me. And it's also about you guys and knowing that you're out there listening. So thank you for that. Um, I do need to say thanks again to my sponsors, which are Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and um, of course the uh, Burris Injury Law for making this possible every week. And I'm going to close the show today with an artist that I fell in love with. I, I heard him for the first time a little over probably a year and a half ago. And since then, he's really made some great strides and a lot of people are are turned on to him. His name is Abraham Alexander. He's uh, He's a Texas artist now living in Fort Worth, but he's got quite a story. If you guys want to look it up, you should. He's a beautiful soul, and I think he writes just beautiful lyrics and beautiful songs. And this is a song that uh, he wrote called Heart of Gold. And it talks about his mom and dad and just the journey that he went through. And it's a beautiful song, and he's a beautiful man. I can't wait to have him at the sanctuary soon. I'm going to work on having him this summer. So you guys be sure to listen up for that. Peace out, everybody. I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. We'll see you next week right here on Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas.
4: In my mother's eyes I can feel the love from my father's hands A battle rages on my skin And how a heart of gold Keep moving on Just keep pressing on And oh, oh my soul strong Cause it's turning cold My heart is turning cold It's turning cold My heart is turning cold In my brother's arms shelter in the storm and from my lover's lips sweet poison in disguise and how a heart of gold keep moving on just keep pressing on Oh, my soul strong Cause it's turning cold